Hello and welcome to Under the Skin from Luminary. This week I spoke with Michael Winterbottom, a multi-award winning film director behind 24-hour party people, Greed, Wonderland, and a film that I made with him called Emperor's New Clothes, which is fascinating, and if you ain't watched it yet, you should watch it now. His latest film, 11 Days in May, focuses on the families of the children killed in the Gaza conflict last May. If you listen to Under the Skin on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review, like Benny, who said, you're doing a great job, and I've yet to find a podcast of yours that I don't enjoy. Keep looking, Benny, they're out there. Five stars. In this part of the conversation, we talk about how the death of children is tragic under any circumstances. Michael's personal obligation to give a voice to the voices. It's a fantastic conversation. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. There's a special screening of the film on Tuesday the 17th of May. To find out more about it, go to picturehouses.com. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand. Under the Skin. So you feel like by, in this film in particular, focusing on the simplicity of the universal and obvious tragedy of losing a child that you can bypass the political complexity that typically frames this almost uniquely divisive issue. As a storyteller then, Michael, how did you and Mohammed come up with, and this won't make sense to people unless they've seen the film, and of course I recommend that they do go and see the film and we'll put a link in the description to give you the information you need to access the film, go and see it in a cinema and otherwise I'm sure. Like, how did you come up with the ideas of like the, the, the moments of portraiture where like the remaining and grieving family members would stand for like, you know, in a shot where you could see four or five of them together and sometimes there'd be single shots of them sort of standing sort of, you know, live action shots of where sometimes people were unable to withhold their tears just being observed in that moment. How did you come up with that? Is that something you discussed in in pre-production with Mohammed, who was obviously in Gaza doing the shooting? And also, how did you come up with the idea of putting together the sometimes painfully humble possessions of the deceased kids, you know, like seeing the parents or sibling going into a cupboard and put together their clothes and assemble their like li- little toys and things like that. How, what was the discussion that, and pre-production that went into them devices? Because I know that that film looks very simple as, we, as we've again and again discussed, but coming up with devices, forgive the word, such as that must require some consideration. How did yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the, the process was, you know, the starting point of the process was, first of all, talking, we talked to UNICEF, so, and Oxfam, but the people in Gaza working for UNICEF and Oxfam, and just, you know, saying the basic idea of the film and, and did they think that was a good idea. They put us in touch with Mohammed Sawaf and his team and a few other teams, and we talked to them about the basic idea. And, and from the beginning, it was that, you know, it was just to be focused on the children. It was, it was going to be a sort of photo album. It was going to be very, you know, a very simple film. They, we then said to Mohammed, they should talk to the families and, and really ask the families for the, mem- you know, it was, it was like to keep, keep the, from, you know, the conversation with Mohammed at the beginning was like, let's try and get the families to talk, not about the political situation, not about war, not about the, any kind of anger or hate, but co- focus on, on their memories of their children, the children's hopes and dreams, ambitions, the, um, the, the, the things they particularly, uh, uh, the t- things the children particularly like, the things they remember about children, things that remind them of their children. So the sort of things that are kind of, you know, would apply to any family anywhere with their children. 
but also to ask, do they have any photographs of their children? And do they have any, um, do they have any objects that remind them? You know, have they kept any, any objects of their children that remind them that are kind of particularly kind of close to them, have a special memory for them of their children? So, so Mohammed and his team went out and, and talked to all the families, asking them, first of all, you know, was it a good idea to make the film? Did they want to be in the film? But then asking for the photographs, ask, asking for these, um, of these particular objects that, that remind them of the children or that the children were close to. So when they gave us the research, they gave they gave us the the, the, the archive of the of the pictures, which are lots of pictures of the children from their phones or, or whatever. And then they they sort of taken the researchers had taken pictures of the families as they laid out the objects that reminded reminded them of their child, their clothes or their school books or their school bags or their jewelry, whatever. And it just seemed that research was very powerful. You know, it was very, it was very simple, but it was very powerful. It was very emotional reading. The, the, they sort of gave a transcript of what the, the, the sort of the special memory they had of their child or the thing their child liked, the thing, you know, and, and so the research was very simple, but very moving. And so really, you know, what we, you know, we said to Mahal, that's how we wanted the film to be, to be in a way, just like a sort of, a, you know, a sort of a, a kind of moving, a, a, you know, sort of a, a filmed version of that research and that, you know, you should shoot it very static, like photographs, uh, they should do, do you know, sort of, three sizes, the wide, the mid and the close. They should ask, really ask the families to think about what they wanted to say about the child. So it's not an interview like this where I'm rambling on and, and you're rambling on, but it was more like, have a, you know, prepare in a sense what you want to say about your brother or your sister, your daughter or whatever. And, and so they, you know, and, and, and then film it quite formally so that we sort of, you know, and so we, you know, and, and, and really use in a sense, the folk, what we see of the children, say we see this, the, a sister or a cousin or whatever, is the sort of way, the way they stand in for the children who have been killed as well. It, might, it makes you think about the children who've, who've been killed because obviously we only have, you know, the still photographs not from the phones or whatever for, for the children that actually died. And so it was a sort of what the, the, the children in the family are still there well, and the parents as well. But especially the children are sort of a way of making you think, well, it could have been this person. You know, and a lot of, that's what a lot of the children are saying. It could have been me, but I happened to go out early or they went out and I stayed in. And so really, it was really from, you know, from, you know, this was the basic idea from the beginning, but it's really from the research material and what, the, what Mohammed's team, you know, the stories they got from the families, it just felt like, okay, let's just do, let's just film that. Let's just film that in a simple, clear uh, uh, way as possible. Why did you want to make this film? Why did you want to make this film? Obviously, you went to you know UNICEF and Oxfam and you know and ultimately Mohammed. What was your why? Why? It's a good question, and there's always lots of reasons I think connected why you want to make a film. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I've made films in the past. You know, like I did a film in Sarajevo, which is the, the aftermath of, of, the, of the war about. The, the war, war in Bosnia. I worked, did a film with refugees from Afghanistan traveling to Britain. And then a few, quite a few years ago, I mean, I guess a long time ago now, but sort of from around 2015, sort of a few years, spent quite a lot of time talking to Syrian refugees about, um, about their experiences uh, leaving Syria and coming to, to Greece and Europe. And I guess, uh, and we never made a film about that, but I, I guess what I was talking to them and watching the films made about them, sort of impressed. I mean, we, we met lots of, when we were researching that, because it was about the media coverage of the war in Syria. So it's lots of groups that were working uh, in Syria on that. And you know, sort of like impressed by, you know, by 
the fact that, you know, in a way the narrative was created by who is filmed, you know, that, so all the media coverage of the war in Syria is very much from the opposition side. It became very difficult for the media after a while to work in those opposition areas because of, of, uh, because of sort of dangers to their life. But nevertheless, the narrative was framed by the fact that the, 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 the reports were coming from that area. We talked to various organisations that provided cameras to people in the opposition areas to create sort of videos that, that would give you their perspective. And it just seemed to me that, you know, it, 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 that maybe in the case of Gaza, we don't see enough, we don't see enough of individual people and their stories. We don't see enough of, of, of the sort of normal life in Gaza to really connect. So when we hear about the bombing of Gaza, we don't perhaps really feel about it, you know, uh, that strongly. And it just felt like, okay, well, I'm around and free at the, at the time. You know, when we met with Mohammed, like this, there is the people there who could, could can actually do the do the work, and it would be something useful uh, from my point of view, interesting and satisfying. But hopefully, kind of something useful that, that to, to actually just see people, see the way they live. One one thing about the, the film for me, watching the rushes and editing it over here in England, is that you know I didn't really have that great a clearer picture of what life is like in Gaza. So just seeing all the different houses, the different families, just that that was part. Of the interest really that you know you have a kind of cross section of Gaza society in a way yeah. because it's just the people who, whose children unfortunately were killed so it just felt to me like it would be a, a you know a useful way of of you know imagining what the situation there is like really if you're enjoying this conversation please join me at luminary on apple Podcasts for the rest of our discussion and all the latest episodes of under the skin Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful that, route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand. Under the skin.